Welcome everyone to the Row by Row Garden Show, the best dead gum gardening show on the radio and the internet as well. Glad to have you this evening. We're talking about gardening, fall gardening. Got Miss Hoss in the house. Hello. So uh, first things first, let's just dig in right off the bat and let's talk about some sunnies. Look at there. We got a patch of these coming in. Man, can y'all see those there? And what kind of these? Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras, ain't they nice? Got a big patch of them. We got a big field of black oils coming in. Uh, we planted those pretty much as a cover crop. And uh, just planted some more. So everybody has got plenty of time to still get those sunnies in. Man, we got, you could probably get two to three more crops in there between now and fall. Right, and I've got three. I mean frost. Three in my raised beds. Yep. By the dwarfs. Dwarfs. You got three different kind of dwarfs. Right. And you know, one of those is more dwarfer than the other ones. Right. I think it would be real good for a container. That's for another day. Which one is that, by the way? The, the smallest one. Do you remember? Was it Sunspot? Sun Sunspot. Yep. It's real, a real short one. It, it does great. So what we're going to do tonight is a little different. We're going to dig right into the meat off the get-go and give you some good information about fall planting and some, maybe some tips and tricks and some of our preferred varieties that we like to plant for the fall. And I'll also tell you why. Okay, you ready? Right. We're going to start with... We are going to start with zone number nine. We're going to start with what you need to be doing. And uh, for you folks in zone number nine, which is the deep, deep south, you can continue planting those zinnias, those sunflowers. Got plenty of time. Just stay at it. Boom, boom, boom. I like to plant sunflowers about every two to three weeks apart, and you have a constant supply of them. We got those new California giant some, uh, zinnias. Excuse me. I just planted a patch of those. We got those you can keep coming back to back to have a garden full of pollinators. Cover crops, you still got plenty of time to work with some warm season cover crops. However, I would probably lean more, I, I don't know, you got time, you got time, maybe not to get the full benefit of something like the sun hemp, but all the rest of them, I think you would be fine there uh, going into the fall. And then uh, you, can, you can still plant fall corn. You got a good bit of time to plant that. You Heck. Two to three weeks, you still got to get your fall corn in the soil and you'll be okay. And you need to be getting ready for those brassicas. We're talking about broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, all those good things. Be getting in your mind what you want to plant. It's not quite time yet. Be getting, be getting situated there because you're going to need to get those cabbage and Brussels sprouts in those trays pretty soon. Get your seed ordered, get all your supplies together and be ready for that. Onion seed. You're going to need to plant the short day onion. You can go look at our um, go look at our our seed list in the separation: short day, intermediate day, and long day. And you can see the short day varieties. Pick out one of those, and be prepared to plant your onion seeds in the trays for your starts for your transplants somewhere between the 15th and 30th of September. And you have a surprise. And we have a little bit of a surprise. So uh, we don't have it on our website yet, but coming soon, we are going to have a few onion starts available for pre-sale. And they're going to be ready about November 30th. I'm not going to talk about the, the varieties we're going to have available today. But in a couple of weeks, we're going to tell you how you can order those onion sets ahead of time. We're going to have a limited supply of them, and they're just going to be available in a limited area as well. 
So we are planning on having some onion starts ready to ship on November 1st. If you can't grow your own, then that gives you another opportunity there. So let's talk about zone eight. And if they don't know their zone, what do they need to do? Go to that USDA um, website, look up your hardness zone, and it's easy, man. You just look at the map there and tell where you're at, and you know what zone you're in. And being a gardener, it's very important that you know your zone because just about everything is tied to your zone. When you go to planting schedules, when you go to ordering seeds and all that kind of stuff, they always refer back to those zones. So here we have zone eight, which is where we're in. Nice zone eight here in the south, but not the deep, deep south. Right. Well, we are pretty deep south. Now, are we, is there an 8A? And There's an 8A eight eight and 8B, but we're going to talk about just the eights today in the nines and the sevens. Okay. We're just going to get a general, a general, because there's not much difference in the zones 8B and 8A. There's a little bit of difference. But for what we're talking about, I really don't think it's okay. going to make any difference. So it's time to plant your corn now. Yep. Start your first planting of cabbage and Brussels sprouts. And we're in, going to do that today. In the trays. In the trays, that's right. Um, get ready to plant your other brassicas. Mm -hmm. Such as broccoli, cauliflower, kohlrabi. Mm -hmm. um, you continue to plant sunflowers, zinnias, cover crops. Yeah, now on this one, I will tell you, uh, in zone eight, I had this lady called the other day was wanting to talk about cover crops and she wanted to know what to do now and I said we're a little bit in that transition period but I gave her a recipe that I'll give you all today as well probably too late to get the full benefit off of the uh, the sun hemp at this point so what I would do is I'd plant with these short-term summer cover crops such as buckwheat sorghum sedan grass and I think you might could slip a Kodiak brown in there if it cools off some now the Kodiak brown Mustard is a cool weather cover crop, but if it cools down some and you have a nematode problem, you might could sneak that in there, but if you can't, my preferred one right now would be to use the buckwheat because it grows so quick and it'll be out there and by uh, October 1st, it's gonna be ready to extinguish, put back into the soil, and then you can plant your winter cover crops right behind it. So you do have time to get some of these shorter summer cover crops in the ground and follow it with a cool season okay. cover crop and then your onions september 1st through the 15th mid-september yep. plant your onion seed for the short day onion yeah same thing go to the website look at the short day onions there now if you're what i call an experienced or a real good plant grower you can grow those onion plants off in 45 days minimum if you're not the best and you kind of let things get by you a little bit and you don't fertilize necessarily when you should, then it can take you up to eight weeks. So any, you got a window there between uh, 45 days to eight weeks there it could take you. So, And you know what? If they go a little bit longer, you can always hold them in those trays. So give yourself a little extra time there. I would say plant them September the 1st to be on the safe side. In zone eight? In zone eight. Okay. Now zone seven. Yep. Same thing, you can start your... You need to have them in the... You need to be getting your cabbage and your brush sprouts in the tray now. Yeah. Get ready to plant your other brassicas, cauliflower, what else did you say? Kurabi, uh, yeah, cauliflower, broccoli, all the kurabi, all those. You need to be getting on the ball to plant those. You need to be moving into this a little bit quicker if you're in zone, zone 7. 
get some get your trays started planting now and be prepared right and again they can still plant flowers sunflowers yep got plenty of time there all right and the cover crops yep okay same strategy on the cover crops now zone six is a different six. story yeah you're on up there a little bit more zone six is we're talking up there in indiana and on up in missouri and ohio Plant your English, bean, uh, English peas. You can plant those now. You can also plant your beans. Beans is something we always overlook, but beans love that cool fall weather. And you can grow a lot of these bush beans off in 50, 55 days. So you got time to get some of those great beans coming off. That's a good treat for the fall. Your collards, your turnips, your mustard, your beets, and your radishes. Time to get all that soil prepared and get ready to plant all those crops. And then your, your cool season cover crops, it's time to be getting those into the uh, soil. So you can start all that, be a little bit ahead of us, but uh, you can enjoy some of those English peas and turnips and mustard maybe a little bit before we can. What about carrots? Uh, carrots, they're going to not need to overwinter them properly. I would say plant them in the springtime. Oh, okay. I think it's a little too far up north to be overwintering. So zone carrots. seven could do carrots. Possibly, yeah. Okay. We'll talk about carrots another week too, but it's going to be getting time to put some, some carrots in the soil before long. Like we like to overwinter ours down here. Yeah. Okay. There we have, you got your zones fixed up. Now, now what we want to give you is some tips on some of these crops that we just talked about planting. I'm gonna give you some varieties that I love to plant, that I have some experience with, and maybe help you with some recommendations of some things you wanna try. The first one we wanna start with is the Charleston Wakefield Cabbage. Now this is an heirloom variety that I have been growing longer than any other type cabbage that I can think of. It's one we've grown forever. We call it cone heads because they got this nice cone head to them right there. You know, there's something about the flavor on this one that we just really, really enjoy. And if you talk to anybody that's ever grown this one, it, they always seem to keep it because it is such has such a wonderful flavor to it. It being an heirloom, it doesn't have the disease package as some of the hybrids do. It's a 75 days to maturity, so it uh, it comes off good. Now, I always plant some of these, but this is not the only one I'm planting. Now, we're going to plant one row of each one of them here, and she has dibbled in. Look at that. How are you doing that? Yeah, you're dibbling in at you with your fingers. How about that? Yeah. Plant one row of each. How about You already got your labels done? I do. Yep. Got these nice wooden labels here. So I'll let you start. You this start? is a 162. So 162, and we're using... Our new potting soil there that I'll go over in a little bit there in that 162 tray. Next one is Cheers Cabbage. Now Cheers is an easy to grow hybrid. If you're growing cabbage for the first time, I'd probably say pick Cheers. That would be a great one. I've grown it in the last couple of years. It is a good one. It makes a big old head. Uh, head up to five pounds. It has a pretty good disease resistant package to it. So we're going to plant Cheers as long as alongside of an heirloom there to have a different type cabbage. So we got our cheers there, and I'm gonna stick this right here for you. Those are small seeds, aren't they? They are very small. Well, you always got to plant you a few red cabbage when you're planting your garden. We don't like to have a lot of them, but I do like to have some red cabbage in there because you love that color. 
for your slaws and things like that. Now the Red Jewel is a deep red cabbage and it has a medium sized head somewhere between three and three and a half pounds. It is a hybrid as well. So you got to have a few of those right there. Now we're going to plant the same amount of these, excuse me, but I normally wouldn't plant quite as many of the Red Jewel as I do those. We'll have to have a few of them. But I'll we put just, some down at the house yeah, we in don't my garden. Overload them. Next one is broccoli. Boy, everybody loves broccoli. And here we have the standard go-to, the green magic broccoli. 55 days to maturity. And that 55 days is from the time the transplant is put into the ground. Now this is probably the most heat tolerant broccoli out there. I was at a seed trial a few years ago up in Maine and uh, they actually commented up there how well it did in the heat. They can grow it in the summertime up there. But for your first planting of broccoli, you want to make sure you use a heat tolerant variety. Green Magic has definitely got to be one of the first ones that you plant. As you transition into the cooler months, you probably want to swap out and go with a different variety. But that's a standard there that everybody loves is that Green Magic. Next one is Imperial. Imperial is the second one that has a great heat tolerance package as well. It's a hybrid. And one thing about the Imperial is it makes a big, nice, tight head that is known well for freezing. So if you're thinking you want to put some of these in the freezer and put them up, you definitely want to go to Imperial. It's another variety that you can plant starting early on that has that heat tolerance. Now, here is an heirloom for you heirloom folks out there. Waltham 29, uh, another 75 days to maturity. Now this one has more cold tolerance. Now we're going to plant some of these today as well, but normally speaking, you would use this to follow up with plantings two to three weeks after your green magic and your imperial. So the closer it got, to getting into this real cool, cold weather, you don't want to switch up to some of these varieties like this. The Waltham 29. It also has a longer harvest time. So once you do cut that head, it'll put off these little side shoots and you can leave it out there and you can get these little side shoots there and enjoy those for you know a few days longer. So the, the harvest window is a good bit longer with this heirloom variety right here. And you're doing a good job there. Let's talk about Brussels sprouts. Oh no. Oh, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. I have are a pain. I have a love-hate relationship with Brussels sprouts. Um, Jade Cross Brussels sprouts, an all-American selection, which is the AAS, which is designated. It has been trialed all over the country and did real well. 90 days to maturity. Seems like they take forever. They take forever. Once they start if there's ever a plant out there that's going to test your patience it's going to be brussels sprouts however and what is it you call the top of it that you break off you want to come out yeah but i don't know what it's called that helps it helps it's... stress the plants them to load up yeah now brussels sprouts are, are absolutely wonderful if you've never had them roasted in the oven with olive oil and some sea salt on them you don't know what you're missing so they're worthwhile growing but they are a pain Jade Cross Brussels sprouts is a gay one. Probably the most popular one we sell is yes. the Jade Cross. That's been really yep. flying off the shelf this week. Yep. 
Here's your heirloom for you heirloom folks out there. Catskill Brussels sprouts, 100 days to maturity. Now that one's 90 days, so this is 10 more days here to maturity. But if you're, if you're one of those heirloom folks, this is a good selection for you right here. Catskill Brussels sprouts. Uh, maybe they've got 87% germination. And here is a one that I always plant a few of. This is like the red cabbage. You always got to plant some red Brussels sprouts. Uh, it has a, it's an open pollinated variety. Uh, it's a deep red Brussels sprout. I don't normally plant a lot of them, but I always like to plant some of them. They're not as productive to me as those other two that I have mentioned What's right there. What's their days? 90? 90 days. So it's not a, not a long maturing one, but it is for Brussels sprouts. Uh, it's a fairly short, if you consider 90 days short. Now, the Red Bull has more of a nuttier flavor, maybe a little milder flavor than the other Brussels sprouts does. So if you find the regular green ones a little bit on the strong side, this would be a good choice for you. Great color. It's really nice and red and a little different flavor to it, but not quite as productive for me. All right. All these brassicas, which all of them we talked about today, we've had a couple people in the last week calling complaining i ain't gonna say complaining maybe questioning the way they did things because they had a lot of problems they needed some help they needed some help they had problems they had problems germinating and keeping them alive and what happened was what happened was what happened was they were planting them outside in the greenhouse they were watering them in the morning time they were going to work in their job all day long, like what we all have to do. People's got lives. They can't garden all day long. Most people can't. So they was coming in at 5 or 6 o'clock in the afternoon and watering them again. And what was happening, they were drying out too much and getting too hot during the daytime, causing their seedlings to either not germinate or germinate and die. One guy told me, he said, well, you know, I've been keeping them watered. They dry out a little bit in between. But these brassicas cannot dry out a little bit in between or they will die or not germinate. Now here's a little tidbit for you. If you're working at 8 to 5 and you're not going to get back to them, keep them wet but germinate them inside at 75 to 80 degrees. So what I would do is plant them, water them every morning before I leave, but in that 75 or room temperature, they're not going to dry out enough. So they're going to die before you can get back at five or six o'clock, pull them again. So what if they got them in the greenhouse? If they got them in the greenhouse, they are going to need to water them, especially with the heat we've had for the last few days. They're going to need to water those things three to four times a day. Now, when we grow in the greenhouse, we'll at least make three to four trips up there and mist them in to cool them off and make sure they got that moisture there. Because when that seed first germinates, it is, man, it gets dry and it gets hot. It's just going to die on you real quick. So they just will not take that heat that peppers and tomatoes will take. And plus, they love that 75 to 80 degree germination temperature. Now, once they germinate and start popping through there, then it's time to get them underneath some grow lights or get them outside in some natural sunlight to keep from getting leggy and you'll be fine. But the germination, I think they'll do fine inside. In fact, actually, I think they'll do better inside. And that's the way we've been doing some of ours. If you're in that situation where you can't be there all the time. Uh, now I'm gonna give everybody, need to put some perlite on. Let's show everybody how we do the perlite. Before we water? Yeah. 
you can squirt with that. You can do that. And they put the perlite. I do that sometimes. So I, I wet this, this 162 real good this morning and let it soak in so it was nice and wet. And then she planted seeds in there. Sometimes I will spray it again. Then I'll put my perlite on top. Now, if you watched last week's show, we talked about how important the perlite is as a top dress for the seed mix on these small seeds. Now, if it's a big seed, probably want to use something like vermiculite. I have used perlite before, but on the watermelon seeds, they tell me vermiculite does a lot better. Now, this stuff here is fluffy. Just take it and put you a little bit on top. You can make yourself a mess with this stuff. Yes. Don't walk around with a fan blowing. Yeah, I walked into the fan, bringing this into the office, and... Poof! <laughs> it's I not... heard them in there laughing and carrying on at it, and what was happening. They were... Perlite was everywhere. everywhere. I look like I had walked through the snow. It's probably still in my hair. I think it may have blew off, blew out all the light. I seen some in the shop out here. Got, got a hold to it, moved it out there. You don't have to put a lot of this on there. It's just kind of... I think you put more than I put. Well, it's okay. It is going to be all right. What happens is this stuff is very porous, but it does have little cavities inside of it. It's going to hold that moisture and release. And plus, when that seed starts coming through, it's going to have basically zero resistance to come up. Can you get the rest of it? Yeah, I can get the rest of it. Talk about the corn. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the corn. Then we're going to mess that again before we put it up. Give everybody a little tidbit on fall corn planting. <coughs> Man, that stuff's dusty. I know, yeah. Um, one that I have tried time and time again that I can tell you I have personal experience with growing in the fall that does absolute wonderful is this ambrosia corn. Ambrosia is a sugar enhanced, or we call it SU variety. It's a bicolor corn. So if you're up in the air about what variety to plant this fall, I can vouch for this one right here is ambrosia, which is a good one. It's a good stand by there to use. So make sure you plant you some fall sweet corn. I just got mine planted. And that's what I planted was ambrosia. All right, got to wet her down, don't you? Yeah. Wet it good. It's all right. Yeah. A sprinkler. It's thing. okay if you make a mess. Now what we'll use outside is we use one of our fogging nozzles there and kind of go for good. And once this perlite kind of gets Wetted a little bit, wetted. That's a word. Wetted. <laughs> wetted. It don't. It don't fly around like it does when it's dry. Okay. In just a few days, we'll have Brussels sprouts and cabbage, <coughs> broccoli coming up everywhere. Okay. So we got 162. Did you plant the ones on the end? No, I didn't plant those. Okay, so we got nine minus 162. And we're all which, done. Which is 151, and we're all done. We've got 151 plants planted, which will be a little overboard probably for us, but that'll be plenty for the average We can garden. give some away. Yeah, we can give some away. All right, so we've been through all that. Let's talk about what you've been up to. Um, canned some this week. This is, I had some uh, jalapenos left over. Who um, hadn't got jalapenos left over? And um, I made this one year before, and it was really good. Um, couldn't find that recipe, but I found this recipe, and we'll share it with you. But it's jalapeno pecan, pecan, um, pepper jelly. And you know I'm what? I'm I got dirt all over my hands. These pecans on top make this look 
divine. Divine? How about delicious? Delicious. Now you could put pecans and dog food and it'd be good to me. <laughs> I love pecans. So we're going to partake in it. Have you partaked in it? I no, have not. I haven't. Well, I might have licked my fingers when I was doing it. You'll have to fix me one. I guess I got to feed it to you as well. Yeah. Mm. You got me some cheese here, but I'm not going to put any cheese mm -hmm. on my... That is good. Oh, yeah. Very good. Very, 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 very good. You need some, uh, need some, some of that cream, cream cheese. cheese. Just right amount of heat. That's like candy right there. Mm. That's off the chain. That's yep, some cream cheese, some good Ritz crackers. Sit down and make an afternoon out of that, couldn't you? You could. Yep. Have you got a corny joke of the week? I have got a corny joke now, of the week. Now, just to tell people, we don't share these corny jokes of the week ahead of time. It's part of the rules around here. If you got a corny joke, you cannot give the answer away. So never do I know what the corny joke is. Which vegetable can you not take on a boat? I don't know. A leak. Uh, L L E E K. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, Sheila. That's a good one. Can't take on a Feel free to use that corny joke of the week anywhere you'd like. Family reunions, church services, wherever. All right. So I got a new product I want to share with everybody. This is our product of the week. I was really designed last week's show to talk about this right here, but this was on a truck headed here from Colorado, and the truck broke down and it was delayed a few days. This is a new seed starting mix that we have in the house now. Uh, we'll have a link below uh, where you can get these. We have them on the site. This is an outstanding seed starting mix we've been working on for quite a while now. I do not recommend it for microgreens. It is just a seed starting mix. But you can go to our website, product page here, and see what all it's got in it. It is loaded with all the, uh, the great uh, additives in there, all kind of stuff that's going to make it. <coughs> I got some perlite. <coughs> it's going to make it absolutely a wonderful seed starter. It's the one we use today over there. So uh, go check that out. And one more thing, and this is really important. I kind of saved it for the end. We talked about onion plants, but oh, you know what else we got? I do know. So we are going to have organic strawberry plugs available. Mm -hmm. As of right now, if you go below, look in the description, we'll put the link there. And we have a limited amount to a limited area here. Let me find, get my notes. <coughs> Only to Georgia, Florida, and Alabama, Mississippi, these will be available to. And I do apologize for everybody else, but we can only get so many. There's a little bit of a short supply and some things this year. And we're going to have a limited supply. But if you live in Alabama, Florida, Mississippi, or Georgia, you will have the opportunity to buy organic strawberry starts from us. We're going to pre-sell them. You can buy them in advance. They will ship somewhere around the 18th of October, a day or two there. Uh, these are the Chandler varieties, Chandler varieties, which are considered June berries. Now, what you will do if you've never grown strawberries before is you will plant these when you get them at the end of October. 
they will grow all through the wintertime and in March you will harvest these strawberries. Now we'll be giving some tips along along how to make a good strawberry crop because my buddy Jimbo down in Texas, which grows a lot of strawberry plants, has helped me become efficient at growing strawberries and there's some tricks there to do that and we'll be sharing that with you later on. But if you're interested in some organic strawberry plugs, they're going to come 50 to a flat. And you can get one flat or you can get two flats, which is 100, or you can get more of that. But we're going to sell them one, two, one to two flats per box. You get a little bit of a break if you buy two flats, which is 100 starts. And we'll have that available right below. You can pre-buy those because when they're gone, they're gone. We do have a limited amount of them. I grew strawberries last year. Did one oh, that were good. Yep. Yeah, and this channel variety is probably the best variety for the home garden to grow. It has some disease resistance to it. It is a hybrid variety, but it is a proven one to do well here on the East Coast and down here in the South. How about that? Strawberry plants. Right. Strawberries are fun to grow. Yeah, I'm going to plant them at my house. Some raised beds. Mm -hmm. yeah. The long raised bed in the back. Yep. Yep. You didn't do real good about keeping the grass and yeah, income, yeah. I did. I had some issues, but it rained so much on my last February. But I, we 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 gathered some strawberries. Yeah, yeah. They do. They also do well in um, in raised beds. No containers as well. I would say raised beds would probably be the best way if you if you're just going to do a small amount of them. What about one of those green stalk planters? They would do fine there. Uh, you you need it. They say you need to mulch them. Now, I didn't mulch mine last year, but they say mulching really helps. Okay. I may do an experiment this year with mulch and non-mulch. Okay. See how it goes. All right. All right, folks. Glad you joined us this evening. I hope you uh, enjoyed it. hope you got some tips there. hope you all pumped up about planting that fall garden. Strawberries, brassicas, Brussels sprouts. Onions are coming along. It's a lot going to be happening in the garden the next few weeks, and we're excited about it, and we're getting ready for that, and we hope you are too. Oh, and your garden cedars are back. Garden cedars are back in stock. Finally, finally getting some of this stuff back in stock that's been out for so long, so things are getting back normal a little bit. Mm. A little bit. All right, folks, thank y'all. Now it's time to get out there and get dirty. <laughs>